Hello and welcome to the Four Comic Junkies Podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges, and this podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by the Dad Gum Original Batman on Film. Man, I love saying those words. I feel like I'm in an exclusive club that you're not in. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> Or am I the dork? Yeah, we all kind of are. That's why we're here. Anywho, folks, uh, we're doing something a little special today. As of this recording, uh, it is Memorial Day 2021. And it's also Captain America's 80th anniversary. That's right. Good old Captain America is 80 years old. As you can tell from the last scene in Endgame. <laughs> Boy, that guy looked rough. Um... I am very excited to start this process. What what I'm doing is, uh, over the course of uh, this year on select American holidays, we're going to be sharing Captain America-specific episodes. Today's episode is all about the legacy of Captain America, from Captain America, the first Avenger, to... um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus series. Because, uh, you know, that's what it's all about, right? The legacy of Captain America, of Steve Rogers, and how Sam Wilson held that up and everything. Uh, my guest today is none other than Nick Zednick, Zeddy himself, from Vigilante 1939. Oh, what a great guest he always is. It just, you know... Z- I mean, those guys over at 1939, you know, Vigilante 1939... They're they're great guys, you know, they're so passionate, they're so excited about what they're talking about, and getting them on uh, on an episode is, it's it's not, you know, it's not hard, because it's just like, hey, you want to be on? And they're like, yeah, and you have so much fun talking. Uh, I love those guys. And uh, I think you're going to like this one, all about the legacy of Captain America. Yeah. You know what? Let's just get into it. Here we go. Yeah, they're good enough. All right. <laughs> um, Zeddy, thank you so much for coming back to the show, although I'm sure I didn't have to twist your arm with our topic today. <laughs> no, no, not at all. JJ, thank you so much again for having me on. I, the last time you had me on your show, we talked about Batman 66, which mm-hmm. was a super fun time. Yep. And I'm not going to tease what we're talking about here quite yet, but I'm very, very excited to make my sequel on, on your show here today. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to be a good one, folks. Um, so this year is Captain America's 80th anniversary. Um, really exciting time for us as as big fans of the character. Um, so, uh, Zeddy, you know, what what made you a Captain America fan? Let's start there. So glad you, you asked me that question because – I'm somebody that, you know, I never really read Captain America comics. I unfortunately missed out on seeing First Avenger in the theater for whatever reason. I don't know. I think I was, like, just in high school at that time. Hmm. I kind of dipped out of the comic book uh, movie genre for a little bit, you know, just because it's high school. Right. Uh, But I think what I really remember is watching Spider-Man, the animated series, actually. Hmm. And he was in a few of those episodes. And I just remember watching the episodes he was in. I was like, this character looks really cool. Yeah. Like, you know, just Captain America. Like, he just kind of has, like, that nice ring to him. And, you know, he was in other shows. Like, I think he was in X-Men. I think he was in, like, you know, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, which was before Spider-Man the Animated Series. So, way you know, he's had it. <laughs> way, <laughs> yeah. b- way before, way before our time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not Disney Plus. Don't, 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 give, it a, don't give it a watch. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, he, he's obviously a character that's had a long history just in in Marvel comics. And I just somewhat, for whatever reason, always just been fascinated mm-hmm. by the cap, by the character of captain America. And he is my favorite MCU character, which I'm sure we're going to break down in a little bit here. Oh, ab- absolutely. <laughs> um, How about you? Um, you know, it, it kind of started in a weird way <laughs> where, uh, the, this, when the civil war comic book came out, I, mm-hmm. I got that cause it was hyped as like the biggest Marvel event like ever. Right. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, like, you know, that sounds cool. And I was starting to get back into comic books at that time. It's like 2006, uh, 2007-ish. And so I was reading it, and 
Um, in hindsight, reading that comic, and I'll get into this in a later episode, that comic versus the movie, the movie, it's one of those situations, the movie is actually way better. Um, <laughs> um, that doesn't happen often, but it's the case. Um, yeah. But uh, I was like, I really like this character. I like what he stands for. Um, you know, in the comic, I was always Team Cap. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, going forward, uh, even in the movie, I was Team Cap. And then um, <clears throat> I was like, maybe I'll start getting some Captain America comic books. And then, and then you know, like the next headline was they he was killed. <laughs> That's when they killed yep. Steve Rogers. So yep. I was like, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess that you know that's when Bucky became Cap for a while and everything, and yeah. then I did get into some of those uh, later, like with the the New Avengers and everything. I liked those comics because um, it was sort of that old tagline. It's like, oh, all my favorite superheroes in one comic. Well, they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they brought him back, I started getting those comics. Um, but I've always, you know, like you said, I I love seeing the um, the animated series, the Spider Man the animated series. I thought, you know, yeah. like, oh, what, what a cool character, you know, what, uh, kind of like, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm sure you think the same way, like Superman, who just has these unshakable values right. that's um, really mm-hmm. admirable, and I never, yeah. and, and I liked going forward with the character, and what we're going to talk about a little bit here is that, um, mm-hmm. y- you know, he's, he's not somebody that stands for, like, America the country as much as he stands for America what america was founded on you know the ideas of freedom and yeah. justice um you know truth and liberty and all that uh that's that's somebody that i think we can all aspire to you know if you know uh if that makes any sense <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah no I, I, absolutely you know i don't know how much you wanted to immediately get into but you know like one of the reasons why i just love captain america but particularly mm-hmm. chris evans is captain america is because yeah. the way that just first avenger kind of really portrays him is he's just a good guy yeah like you know he's not really somebody that's kind of uh persuaded by political agendas he's not really somebody with an agenda you know right. he's just somebody that wanted to serve his country mm-hmm. and in a way throughout his trilogy he was always that person yep but you know there's just moments in first avenger that just like People like that don't exist. I don't. I mean, I'm sure some of them do, but it's mm-hmm. you know, it's he was just a good person, and he stayed throughout that. And just th- watching his journey throughout First Avenger, I mean, I at, it's at this point I don't like I said in my kind of hype tweet that I <laughs> set out. You know, I don't need an excuse to watch this movie because it's such, it's so underrated. I don't really ever think that it gets the credit it deserves. I think I put this in like my benchmark. Of like comic book origin movies, yeah. if I'm being honest, JJ. Um, I I totally agree with you. Um, so so Captain America: First Avenger, uh, obviously the the movie that introduced Captain America to mainstream audiences. If you're not counting like the 1990s Captain America yeah. movie, which I don't think anybody saw. <laughs> I I think I saw it when I was a little kid, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. I don't remember it. Um, <clears throat> um but. Uh, so, you know, that movie's, you know, 10 years old, which is crazy to think about now. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> so at the time we're recording this, you know, so that movie's 10 years old. And wow. we just finished up Falcon and the Winter Soldier a, few, a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. the legacy of Captain America is this, like, huge thing that I think is almost an impossible legacy to live up to. And yeah. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier did that pretty well. In which we'll get into, of course, um, mm-hmm. but you know this this first movie, I, I definitely agree with you. Benchmark uh, origin story because I think that unlike other origin stories, you know, and I, you know, as much as I love Batman Begins, as much as I love you know the first Superman movie, this movie sort of had a weird advantage where it could be more action packed because it's a war movie, you yeah. know. Um, but I also think that what they did really really well in the movie was incorporate so much of captain america history in this one movie and Mm. you know it was actually pre-avengers my favorite of the pre-avengers movies yeah um you know like something as simple as like when he goes around to the different towns and you know and he and he punches out adolf hitler just like the first captain america issue it's it's just (laughs) yeah it's just so cool um and you know the the silly costume he wears um 
it's just like they it's like you know and i love stuff like that you know like one division you know when she's wearing kind of the traditional you know scarlet witch costume it's like i mm-hmm. love when they find ways to incorporate this stuff into the movies you know and um, yeah. marvel is you know top tier for that you know no offense to dc but they really haven't done it the way marvel has done it you know at least mm-hmm. in live action sure yeah no and i mean kept you know i know the movie is called like the first avenger but you know captain america really is like the first avenger so yep. you know he really he really should be treated with like that level amount of care and respect and i think he was to be honest i think his trilogy i don't really i think it's one of the greatest kind of superhero trilogies that i've seen i may not like the third one as much because oh. i do the other two but it's i think it's still a great movie and i think it still puts cap in a place where i think he should be yep. um but i guess to kind of circle around the point like what you said i think this idea of putting Captain America in a war, I think just makes a whole lot of sense. Yep. Like, you know, to begin the movie with him kind of in the war, saving soldiers, kind of being America's poster child at one point. Because, you know, it's for people that are not, not going to give a spoiler warning because, like I said, the movie's over 10 years old. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, he really starts off as like this skinny, fragile, like nervous boy. You know, he hangs out with the Bucky all the time. Yeah. And then he literally gets this opportunity of a lifetime mm-hmm. to get massively juiced. Like, get, you know, become like Hulk Hogan of America, right. I guess, <laughs> in a sense. But with the costume, you know, and he comes out of there and then, you know, and then he has to ask himself, well, you know, what kind of person can I be now? Like, you know, it's in Falcon and Winter Soldier even toyed around with the idea of, you know, when you reject, you know, the super soldier serum, you know, are you good? Are you bad? Does it change you? Does it not change you? Yep. And then Steve Rogers, you know change uh it didn't change necessarily his values it kind of just changed his physique right because you know he stayed the same person yep. even with there so but yeah um that you know and uh you know th- there was something on twitter that i i found i think it was twitter instagram something like that that i found really interesting was that their story the story of cap and tony kind of came full circle uh from the first avengers to um uh, avengers endgame where it yeah. said, like, you're not, he says, you know, you're not the one to lay your life on the line uh, for, you know, for the other guy. And, and then there was a picture of Tony doing the snap. And then mm-hmm. um, it's like everything special about you, Rogers, came out of the bottle and shows Cap holding Mjolnir. And it's, and I love that, you know, especially rewatching the movie, you, you see that immediately that mm-hmm. he's like, he would have been worthy of Mjolnir even just right. when he was the skinny little guy. Right, um, and those special effects are actually still really good too. It looks, oh a, yeah, looks a little weird, you know, with Chris Evans' head and everything. But yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but but I love that this that movie, um, you know, for as like it, it, it that's a fine line with like I think with war movies is to you know how how do you kind of skirt around the tragedies of what happened there, and right. I and I think that they did they did a good job of it by just saying. Well, it's this special ops team fighting Hydra, so they're kind of mm-hmm. fighting around all these things. So that's so you know we don't have to talk about D Day, we don't have to talk about the Holocaust, and that would have been interesting to see Captain America like liberate you know uh, you know any Holocaust uh, uh, victims. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like well you know this is a Disney movie, you know we're trying not to right. yada yada, um, which is all well and good. Um, so we don't want to get too much into <laughs> like that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, but I but I love that you know we they could find a way to tell this really exciting action movie and and really make it about Steve Rogers and how the how the serum made him a better person or yeah. you know or, or the same person just you know stronger and faster um, whereas like with Red Skull it turned him you know into a literal monster you know. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, Hugo Weaving, I'm sad that, you know, he apparently had uh, didn't like the makeup or didn't like his time on the film, but I mean, yeah. he's fantastic in the film. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he was everything I ever thought I wanted to see with Red Skull, you know, when I read the comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, talk about a villain in a comic book. Where, I mean, he's up there for me. I mean, he's just, I think he hits every note that, that I think I want him to. You know, he's Red Skull. He's terrifying. He's menacing. You don't want to mess with the guy. I mean, literally in the opening scene, they established right off the bat that he is Red Skull. Yep. 
and like like you, you know, I, I'm upset that Hugo Weaving, I guess, didn't have the greatest time yeah. on a Marvel movie set because you don't really hear that as often. You know, everybody always seems to have great times on these sets, so yeah, I guess he was just that rare one yeah. <laughs> that I guess didn't didn't like it, but I guess I'm sure he's grateful for maybe the opportunity. Sure. Because, uh, I mean, you look at that cast, and I mean, it's a really impressive cast. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones? Yep. I mean, yep. that's a... That's I don't a know get. about yeah. That's a get. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge get. Um, but yeah, and then you know, I guess to kind of circle on your point about the Warriors, you know, I'm so glad that they took that approach. You know, it's something that I think why Wonder Woman worked in the sense that I guess you don't really throw the war in your face because you know Captain America, you know, throw a war at him, you know, because it yeah. makes sense. But right. I think the fact that he saves so many people in that movie is why it works. Yeah. You know, had it been. Oh, Captain America fails, and some soldiers die at the end, you know, because he he wasn't fast enough. Right. You know, then I think maybe you're kind of playing a fine line there, but you know, the fact that he comes back and he saves so many people, and then he gets like this American ovation. Yeah. And then the movie kind of just takes off from there. It, you know, that that first scene, I, you know, when he goes and saves like Bucky's troop, you know, is is such an exciting, fun scene because you get to see just how. Like you get to see like Captain America being born right there because it's like it's one thing when you know he yeah. fights the guy after gets his powers for the first time or whatever, um, mm-hmm. like, which is a cool scene. Um, but it's also like immediately after that that Senate, uh, Senator Brandt is like you know hey son don't you want to serve your country and then he does all those you know visits and everything which you can tell yeah. that he's not comfortable with he doesn't no. like that. He's he's not the it, and that and that kind of stays true throughout all the movies. He's not mm-hmm. comfortable with like the adulation or whatever. That's not what he's here for, you know. He's just here to you know to help, um, mm. which I I think is a little bit different from Superman because I think Superman kind of likes it. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe sure. I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I don't know. Um, but like you know, and you know, there's a and you can kind of tell throughout that, and then when he does the. Uh, the appearance for the troops, and they're just looking at him like, 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 like who, are, like who the fuck are you? Like, you know, and they're right. they're just making yeah. fun of him, and and mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, you know, he draws himself like as a monkey, and he's just, and Car- mm-hmm. and Agent Carter's like, you know, hey, like you're better than that, you know, and um, and then when he finds out Bucky's been kidnapped, and he goes and saves them, right. um, it's so funny because I think of. I actually thought about this in Falcon Winter Soldier when Sam first says, I'm Captain America. I was just like, I was like, whoa, like he's owning it, like right in this moment. Whereas yep. I love the way Chris Evans says it. He delivers it perfectly. And they're like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I'm uh, Captain America. Like he doesn't, <laughs> yeah. he just, and well, I think that yeah. was perfect for the movie and perfect for the character. Like he didn't know how to embrace it at that moment. So he's just sort of like, uh, yeah, that, I guess that's who I am now, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, the one of the most perfect lines ever when he says, I've personally knocked out Adolf Hitler over 200 times. <laughs> That's a great line. I love that. Yeah. Uh, JJ, I actually want to talk about sure. one of, like, my favorite moments. I don't know how you feel about this one, but, you know, because this movie is really a moment that's, like, uh, it's a movie, I guess, full of defining moments, mm-hmm. I guess, in a sense, too, because, and I don't know if this may surprise people or may not surprise people, but my favorite scene in the whole movie is one, He's still skinny Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. and they're at, like, this uh, military training camp because mm-hmm. they're trying to test out, you know, who, who's a good soldier, who's not a good soldier. Right. And Tommy Lee Jones literally throws a bomb on the ground, yep. and here's little skinny Steve Rogers diving on the bomb, not knowing that, you know, it's not an, like the bomb's not going to actually go off. Yeah. And it kind of just, like, zo- like, zooms in on him just cuddling the bomb because yeah. he's willing to risk himself for these people that actually bully him. Mm-hmm. and probably don't even like him right and and it, it's it's a scene that really never like really fails to just like make me tear up because i think it's a beautiful just seeing it in like any any facet of the way um you, you're absolutely right i'm glad you brought that one up um because i think it's it, it's it's one thing for you know stanley tucci and Tommy Lee jones they're having this argument about who should take the serum you know because it's like i, I forget the other guy's name but it's just like like Tommy Lee Jones is like, what about him? He's a good soldier, and and Stanley Tucci's like, no, it's not gonna work. You know, he's he's a bully. You know, and right. uh, he said, you don't win wars with niceness. You win them with guts. He throws the bomb, um, and yeah. it's so it's one thing for them to be talking about it, but to actually literally see it, 
mm-hmm. you know, and, and I remember, and I, I'm the same way with you, you know, where it's like, holy shit, like that, that's Captain America right there. Yep. Um, and another part of that that I think is great uh, is, is right, I think it's right after when it's like, you know, get the flag and you can ride home. And, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, Steve like outsmarts everybody. He just like pulls the pins out and t- gives the flag. <laughs> It's yeah. like again, that's another Captain America thing. He's just like mm-hmm. thinking outside the box kind of thing. Like you know, like the shield in general is thinking outside the box in terms of <laughs> yeah. we- weapons you use <laughs> to fight a war with. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it's such a a defining moment. Um you know, and let's and let's talk about a little bit more of the cast here. Um Sure. Um I will say, I don't know about uh, I don't know about you, but when Chris Evans was announced, I thought that was the worst idea in the world. I <laughs> I was Ooh, like, yeah. I was like, okay, Johnny Storm. You know, I forget his character name from The Losers. I was like, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, he's a funny guy. You know, he's in all these romantic comedies and stuff. Like, this is, <laughs> this is an awful choice. And then mm-hmm. my mind was immediately changed the first time I saw a picture of him in the Captain America uniform. I was like, uh, nope, yeah, he looks the part. I'm good. Yep, he's mm-hmm. gonna be great. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and like we were talking about, the cast is so incredible. You get Tommy Lee Jones. You get Stanley Tucci, one of my all-time favorite actors, Stanley Tucci. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Haley Atwell, who I didn't really know, but just right. she owns that Agent Carter role, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually never seen the TV show. Have you seen the show? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten around to it. Um, yeah. My I, my sister was a big fan of it, you know, was bummed that it got canceled. Okay. Um, huh. But, uh, you know, and I've, I've, I've only heard good things about it just for whatever reason. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just like these characters, you know, Sebastian Stan, you know, they mm-hmm. end up owning all their roles. And, yeah. you know, it's it's a bummer that we didn't get to see Hugo Weaving again. Uh, but, you know, it's also sort of a bummer that we didn't get to see Tommy Lee Jones again, in a way, you know, like, wouldn't yeah. that have been cool if like his grandson or son or something was, you know, in a later movie, which would have been because there always is one. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cheesy, but like I think, it's true. I think it would have been cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but even like you know uh, Neil McDonough and the other actors who were the um, why am I forgetting their names? Uh, the his squad. Oh, I know who you're talking about, but I, I'm drawing a blank on him too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're such big maybe, maybe maybe they'll come back to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like that that whole group, you know. It, it's just, you know, what what a what a cast, and they, mm-hmm. and you know, they help support him as the, as the main character, and it just looks, you know, and it it makes the movie that much better, you know, and then mm-hmm. you know, um, and um, uh, Howard Stark, that actor, yeah. who I confused. I is it Dominic Cooper? Yes, Dominic Cooper. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. No problem. <laughs> I, was, I was about to look it up. I was like, no. Nope. Yeah. I was going to say Luke Evans. I was like, that's not right. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, he would have been a good choice, too. Uh, but, yeah, but, you know, he, you know, and, and having that little bit of Marvel legacy in the film, even pre, even though the movie takes place in 1942 or whatever. Um, so it's like there's already that thread that can be put into you know, the, the Avengers movies and then, you know, the other cat movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that they kept that going, you know, as well. Yeah. Like that, that comes full circle in, you know, in Civil War. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, man, I've been rambling forever, you know, <laughs> feel free to jump no, in. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. I, I think one of the uh, areas of the film that I love and particularly love even more throughout, I guess, Cap's uh, trilogy and leading into the Avengers movie is Haley Atwell. Just, you know, aging Carter. I think, like, her and Steve's love story, I think, is up there for me. I think it's it's excellent, especially in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and especially when you even think about, like, he just wanted a date, man. Like, yeah. how many of us guys can relate to that? <laughs> and for everybody listening, persistency does pay off most of the time. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> what did you think of, like, just aging Carter throughout the movie? I'm curious. Um, I thought... I thought it was great that we had this character that w- the wasn't the damsel in distress kind of character, you know, for because yeah. Pepper Potts was kind of that way. Um, sure. Uh, Jane Foster just sort of is there, yeah. <laughs> you know, she's not really in distress or anything, but, you know, right. at least, you know, maybe in the second film kind of. But, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, th- this is a character that's actively in the war, that is actively, like, helping Steve and is, um, you know, she's not putting him down. She's not, you know, she she's there to support him. She's there to help him. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that her performance was so strong that she comes back for all the Avengers movies. She comes back, you know, for her own TV show. Um, right. You know, she had a few guest spots on uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. even. And even throughout some random Marvel movies, you know, like she's in the first scene in Ant-Man. Um, right. it, it, it says volumes about her character. And, uh, and yeah, and I think that their love story was really great. And I I thought one of my favorite scenes in the movie, uh, was, uh, when, you know, she shows up at the bar in the red dress and, and Bucky's Mm -hmm. all like, Hey, how's it going? And she just like (laughs) ignores him and is all about Steve. And Uh I was just like, I was like, man, like, I I feel like I've had moments like that. Like once I hit puberty, suddenly it was like, (laughs) Oh, like I'm getting noticed now. (laughs) Like, that's cool. Um, and that you know and that's uh and, and i think that she's just you know I, i'm so glad she came back for the other movies and yeah. because she just she added something she elevated mm-hmm. the material very much mm-hmm. so yeah and, and i also love one of my also favorite scenes in the movie is when she she catches steve like making out with, a, with another uh woman or she kisses him in fact and yeah, he yeah. like immediately like pushes it off yeah and then she catches him mm-hmm. and she like grabs a gun and starts like shooting at him but at the shield yeah <laughs> and and he's like you know someone's like i'm sorry but then it's the fact that i guess she was just wanting to even do her job she was just so mad oh yeah the shield works you're good yeah but it, she was just so mad at him so it was so funny <laughs> yeah it's 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 such like you know that that can only work in like a comic book movie where right. it's like it's like you know we're all just having fun here and she's like okay it works and yeah. and then like <laughs> You know, he and he and Stark just give each other this look, like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Like the, you know, another and another great character in the film that unfortunately didn't get too much to do later, even though he's an important character, is is Zola. Uh, you know, yeah. Toby Jones, just um, like an absolute, like you know, like absolute powerhouse of an actor, like a great character actor, and mm-hmm. and I love that, you know, he had. Like that, that you know, and again, this might surprise people. That scene with him and Tommy Lee Jones is actually one of my favorites. You oh know? yeah, uh, it's just such a cool little weird scene, um, and I love that we did get him back. You know, for his uh, exposition scene in Winter Soldier. Um, mm. But it's also like it's like, but I also missed that we didn't get more of that because it's like, man, that that character in the comics is so cool and so like evil and stuff that like it would have been fun to have him in as like, you know, in a in a later film, but. I mean, it all ended up working out fine, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like that, like that was another one where, you know, him juxtaposed with Red Skull yeah. is, uh, you know, they're all fighting for the same cause, but he's just like not as fanatical as, uh, yeah. <laughs> as Red Skull, and like one of the mm-hmm. kind of creepiest lines is when he's like, He's like he's gonna wipe out like all these cities or whatever, and Tommy Lee Jones is like, you know, that's nuts, right? And he's like, yeah, but he can do it. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> yeah. um, that's uh, man, and that I mean, all the all the fight scenes in the movie, like the montage and everything. I mean, oh yeah, it, enough can't be said about just how incredible the movie looks. Like the action in the movie is so, it's very like stylized, very like forties ish. Yeah, but um. But I don't think it, it. I don't think it's distracting. I think it fits the film perfectly, and it's, you know, and it's it's a ton of fun to watch and see Captain America like throwing the shield and doing like, mm-hmm. just doing Captain America stuff. It's awesome, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, you can probably attest this. Just seeing him like chuck that shield around, just even in like the first Avenger. I mean, I get giddy just just seeing that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm like, yep. think about what it was seeing in first Avenger. But I mean. I think you make a valid point, so I think the action is just great yeah. just in this movie. You know, it is a period piece movie, too, so you make mm-hmm. a great point that, yeah, it does feel like that very 40s stylized movie, so I guess if it feels cheesy or it feels campy or you don't feel like the action is, you know, on par with, say, like an Avengers movie or, like, the Winter Soldier, yeah. uh, that that's, you know, 
I think that's fair and it's okay because you know it is a period piece and yep. I think they went all in. You know, they go all in on that like forty stuff. I mean, you know, it's I don't think there's ever a. I think there if there is a modern day thing, it's a post credit scene. Right, right. Which very rarely do you see period pieces in the MCU. They're all very like modernized storytelling. I know Captain Marvel did it. You yeah. know, so but it, it's very rare that you know, and they hit it on the money. And I know this movie, I guess, didn't quite resonate for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as I had thought, because, you know what I mean, I guess, but at the time, you know, I guess Iron Man was just bigger at the time, but yeah. I definitely think this is a movie that people revisit now more often than not. It's just, I guess it's the one that didn't make a whole ton of noise in the theater, and that happens with some of these movies. It's unfortunate, but I don't think it takes anything away from the movie. No, no. Um, I, I think that, you know, it's like that one in Thor, They, I think they did okay. Um, yeah. I remember like those movies like just coming out and I enjoyed them a lot um, and mm-hmm. thinking and even like the Incredible Hulk I like that movie too. Same. Um, yeah. But uh, so I was so I was bummed that like it, they weren't like making as big of a splash as as Iron Man did. Um, right. But at, at the same, so I was actually worried. I was like, well, I don't, are people gonna like like the Avengers then? Because I think the Avengers is awesome. I think it's good. Or I think it looks awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like those characters. And and you know. Avengers like blew everybody out of the water when that mm-hmm. came out, uh, so you know all all our fears were put to rest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it uh, I think it just kind of caught people off guard a little bit because there was, I think there was some cynicism to it. You know, mm-hmm. there was just like, well, they're just doing this so they can build up to the Avengers or whatever. But I actually think that the first Iron Man, the first Thor, and the first Captain America. Um, well, yeah, it is building up to the Avengers, obviously. But I think that those three films in particular, uh, and even The Incredible Hulk, you know, even though that's sort of the, the redheaded stepchild of the MCU, yeah. um, they, they, they were good enough stories that they stood on their own. And I didn't feel like afterwards, oh, I can't wait for the Avengers. I mean, I did think that, but I also thought, I can't wait to see what they do next. But also, mm-hmm. I, if this is all we got, I would have been fine with it. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's just one of those like rare instances where I think they they mean to throw everything all in. Yeah. In a movie like you know my attention with these movies and you know you should always make the best movie possible. You know you should never you should never I guess half-ass making a movie because you know you're gonna get a sequel. Right. So in the MCU's case, while they might have thought that they were still gonna get a sequel, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they still went in all in on the period piece, establishing establishing who captain america was because i don't think the winter soldier works if that's really the introduction to the character i think you need the first adventure to kind of establish that because you know it's kind of like that three character that pure trilogy growth you know like i don't know does the dark knight work without batman begins maybe maybe not but i mean are are we glad batman begins came before it yes that's kind of how i feel about you know captain america first adventure no i i I totally agree it's uh you know, and I think maybe that that subtitle, like the first Avenger, maybe threw people off the same yeah. way that like you know Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice throws people off, um, which right. is totally fair. And that's Warner Brothers. That's a whole other discussion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that you know, <laughs> we you know we've all had on our separate podcasts a thousand times, and <laughs> we'll have more in the future as these movies right. keep growing. Um, but yeah, it, it you know for for me it was uh, watching the movie. I was like, you know what, like. This this is everything I wanted that movie to be. It mm-hmm. it was just about just about perfect. There wasn't much of it that I was like cringing at or didn't like or anything. There was a yeah. lot of it where I was like, you know, throughout most of the movie, like especially like when Bucky, uh, you know, quote unquote, dies. You know, like my yeah. fan brain immediately went to, oh, I know what they're doing. Oh, oh, oh. there it is. <laughs> you know, that, that, that Leo DiCaprio gif. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, oh, oh my god! <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, exactly. It, and uh, whereas, like other people in the audience might have been like, "Oh my god, they just killed his best friend." It's like, oh, but did they? Um, which, by the way, uh, I you know to stay on the Winter Soldier's uh, tangent for a second, I was thinking a lot about that when I was watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was like, man, like Bucky has had like you know the most tragic arc of any oh, yeah. character in the MCU. I mean. I don't think that's up for debate because he was literally brainwashed and treated as a slave. Like, yep. that is, you know, insane. So for mm-hmm. 
so it, like his growth, and I'm glad he, he finally got his his series where they get to move yeah. past that a lot, you know, because sure. there was a lot of that, and you know, there was a little bit of it in Winter Soldier, there's a little bit of it in in Civil War, um, mm-hmm. but then like in the in Infinity War and Endgame, you didn't really get to have like closure for him, so for yeah. him to finally him and you know uh, Falcon get to have their moment in the sun, I was like, oh, thank goodness, like this mm-hmm. character deserves it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the uh, Bucky is just really one of my most fascinating characters, just in the MCU and in this movie. Because yeah. at the start, he really is just somebody that just wanted to be there for his friend, I guess, and best friend. Yep. In a sense, too, you know, he never really was clouded by agendas. He was never really, he never really wanted Steve to fail. He was mm-hmm. kind of in his corner when he. I mean, he may not have wanted him to serve in in the military because. Bucky knows, you know, what it means to serve in the military, whereas, you know, Steve was very adamant about wanting to do it. Well, you make a great point. You know, he was brainwashed into being like, you know, this assassin, you know, for America, you know, like, like, I don't know, villain by hire or something like that. So it's it's very tragic. And then, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of toys around with the idea of that because you ask yourself, like, you know, did Bucky really ever want to be Cap? You know, was there ever a scenario in which. They choose Bucky over Steve, and you know, and what does that implicate? Mm-hmm. But you know, he comes back and he's like, you know what? I've always believed in Steve. He's kind of, you know, I guess, so I guess Bucky's that rare, just friend in general that kind of isn't aren't really around too. I mean, you know, it's it's thing in life. You know, if you can count on one hand a list of people that you got as your friend, you know, you're set for life. In this case, you know, Steve, Steve and Bucky had one, and it was it was themselves, and then obviously Sam kind of comes around. Yeah later but you know it's what i think falcon and winter soldier is so great thing you know it establishes that as tragic of a life that bucky lived you know he it's unfortunate but he see i guess he stays true to what steve wanted and what he also wanted in the end too like some people don't want that mantle right right i mean it's not common but you know maybe bucky never wanted to be cap and that's okay yeah you know um you know i i've seen some people be upset that we didn't get the like the bucky cap story in the MCU and and yeah you know maybe that would have been a cool story but I think that it would have been a cool story if Falcon wasn't there because with yeah. Falcon there it's like you know I think he's the better choice and sure. um, and you know so we are gonna have spoilers for you know Falcon and Winter Soldier or should I say <laughs> Captain America and the Winter Soldier um good one which uh, <laughs> which I I will say I just finished recently because I I, I missed episode four. Like oh. that weekend for whatever reason and then it got spoiled for me like almost immediately on twitter and i was super pissed i was like oh you, you know. had a great one before then <laughs> but <it's, laughs> i was like you know but it's like you know you guys were saying on your show uh vigilante 39 when, it's yeah. like you know it's an appointment television you gotta you don't miss your appointment and i missed those appointments and i Ooh, yeah. kind of kind of hard to get you rescheduled in JJ. yep yep <laughs> um but you know th- there was a lot of great um even though you know chris evans steve rogers he's not in falcon and murder soldier yeah. his his shadow is all over that show oh yeah from the personal aspect of it with uh sam and bucky and even a little bit sharon uh, i'm a little crazy about her story by the way but you know maybe that'll get sure. payoff later uh, yeah. who knows uh, but, um, all, you know, all the way to his public persona with, you know, with the government and John Walker coming in. Um, yeah. so, so let me ask you, when they show John Walker, the, epi- the first you know, episode one, he shows up like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it was deliberate that we all had that visceral reaction of this guy looks like a douchebag, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. I'm glad you asked me that because you know I've been so like back and forth on like what I thought of the character John Walker. I think his growth and development throughout those six episodes is one of the best that I've seen in the MCU, just from a pure, I guess, storytelling standpoint. You know, because he's yeah, I agree. he's obviously the perfect soldier in a sense that you never really know if Steve is the perfect soldier. Right. You just know that he's like the perfect person. Right. I guess he's just a good person. You know, like. Right. He's good at being Captain America, but that's shown throughout the movie. Whereas in John Walker's case, you know, he has all these medals of honor, and you know, he, you know, he is he is what America needs him to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. And you know, he comes back, and we think he has all this PTSD, and then he gets this, he gets chosen to be, 
next Captain America. He doesn't want to be Captain America. It's chosen to be. So he kind of takes it upon himself. And then throughout the show, it's he wants to honor Steve. And then it's what I said on my show. It's it's when people start rejecting him Mm -hmm. is when he starts to get cynical. Like, you know, like when Sam and Bucky, which they have their own reasons to to like to be that way. But it's, you know, when they're kind of being mean to him and being a dick to him, it's almost like, all right, well, screw you guys. Now I'm just, you know. The shield's mine. Like, I don't like, maybe had they asked nicely, you know, can I have the shield back? Maybe he would have given them, he would have given it to him. Maybe not. But I mean, it's, it's, you make, you make a great point. I mean, you know, it's like, they want you to like him at first and then they want you to hate him. And then spoiler, then he kills somebody with the shield. And then you're like, okay, well now I want somebody to like bash his head in the like, you know, it's (laughs) so yeah. That, uh, that, that moment when, you know, he killed, uh, you know, one of Carly's, uh, you know, associates, it's just, it, it, it's a very visceral moment and, and they filmed it well, you know, yeah. really making a point to show the blood on the shield and be like, it, you know, we're all sitting there as the audience going, you don't do that, man. That's yeah. not cool. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. not okay. What you just did. Um, some and, dark stuff, even for the MCU. Well, I thought that too. I was like, "This is a Disney Plus show, like you know, because like I'm getting ads for like the Mighty Duck show on my Twitter. Right. <laughs> like, and right. this is on here too. <laughs> um, but you know, but I think that I think it's good that they didn't shy away from that stuff because I think it is important for if, if kids are watching. I think it's important for kids to see stuff like that. You know, like yeah. when I was even when I was you know younger than thirteen, I was watching PG thirteen movies. Sure. You know, and there's. So there's a line where, you know, is it is it too far or whatever? It's like, and, and I think that the character going too far in that instance, mm-hmm. it's supposed we're supposed to feel uncomfortable. We're supposed to be upset by that. You know, we're supposed to go, what's going to happen next? Because it, you know, I, from like a storytelling point of view, it keeps us going for you know to episode five and six and whatever. Um, but also, we're just we're becoming invested in this character going. What's he gonna do now? Is he gonna repent? Is he gonna double down? Um, and mm-hmm. and he sort of does both a little bit, <laughs> uh, like he yeah. doubles down at first and then later repents. Uh, and you know, you talking about his redemptive arc. Um, I was in the last episode when he's trying to fight Carly, and then that uh, armored car is is about to mm-hmm. you know go over the edge, and he chooses to save the the yeah. hostages. I was I was very happy about that because I was like. Sure. Okay, good. Like you know, I, I may not still, I, I still don't like him that much, right? But at least like, I'm happy he made the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, going back to what I was saying before about like the public persona of Captain America versus the private life of Steve Rogers. So mm-hmm. you have like Bucky and Sam that are antagonistic immediately towards towards John Walker, just because like you know that Shield was our best friend and. And yeah. you're kind of just you're immediately tarnishing it just by holding it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like that that Bucky called Sam out on it. He was like, you were supposed to have that and you yeah. and you didn't. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that he had to. Um, you know, the Sam kind of had to own up to that and Sam had to kind of realize, like, OK, I did make a mistake. Um, right. Because, mm-hmm. of course. Of course, the you know if Sam's gonna be like, oh, this doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to anyone but Steve Rogers. We're putting it in the museum forever. Of course, the government's gonna be like, no, 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 no. We need a Captain America. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course they're gonna. Yeah, do and that, that. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I love too, even more about the show was the fact that it's. See, I know I always brought up like a DC and Marvel thing in the last time we talked, but it's. <laughs> Think of it like what what's going on with Superman right now. It's mm-hmm. not that there couldn't ever be a black Captain America. Yep. It's just we always saw a white person playing Captain America. Right. You know, it's almost like right now, it's like there are black versions of Superman out there. We just haven't seen them yet. There is a black Captain America out there. He just wasn't done yet. And I think, you know, with the, all the success of like Black Panther, and, you know, I, I still say this, you know, even the most respectful way, but it's almost like, in a perfect world, I mean, had, you know, Chadwick Boseman not unfortunately passed away, I just mm. think about having Chadwick Boseman and then Anthony Mackie kind of leading the forefront yep. of the MCU because, you know, it really is a show about, or it was a show about symbols and the fact that, you know, in the first Avenger and on throughout his trilogy, you know, the, the shield represents like hope and optimism and, yep. you know, this ability to live to fight another day and, and to know that somebody's out there 
fighting for you. You know, because Steve Rogers, you know, he might have been, you know, the true perfect uh, American, you know, poster child. But whereas, you know, Sam toys around with this idea of that in this modern setting, that shield, which has the stars and stripes on it, mm-hmm. represents prejudice. Yep. So, and I'm not going to get too political in it because everybody can establish what I mean by that. But, right. you know, it was from episode one to six, you know, it was very interesting to me. You know, the show didn't do something that I particularly liked, but when it was on social commentary, I thought it was outstanding. Uh, the Isaiah Bradley of it was really, oh, I, yeah. I, I did not know they were going to go down that route. So I was mm-hmm. very surprised by it. And first, first and foremost, uh, Carl Bumley, uh, put him in everything. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from yep. Mar- you know, from uh, Martian Manhunter, you know, the from Justice League Unlimited to Dude, that'd uh, be the one. Yeah, to uh, he was uh, I forget the character's name, but he was John Jones's father in Supergirl. Um, mm. to uh, you know, to, to now Isaiah Bradley. That episode where they talked about that and they and you know, he made a point to say it's like Captain America was a blonde haired, blue eyed guy. They're never yeah. going to accept a black Captain America, you know. And I sat there like sitting back, going like, "This is so heartbreaking." Because first and foremost, there's so much truth to it, mm-hmm. you know. And and Sam, you know, when he's giving his speech to the senator and and you know and all the people in the committee with the GRC, it's like he, you know, he's like, "I I feel it. I feel the hate that people have for me just wearing this costume." He's like, mm-hmm. "But I'm going to keep going." And you talking about like the shield meaning you know justice and optimism and, and you know, hope and yeah. optimism it's like justice is such a different thing yeah and for sam wilson or yeah for sam wilson than it was for steve rogers you know back in the 40s it was like beat hydra beat the nazis and we win the war and we're at peace it's like yep. now it's like you know the war is kind of at home in a in a, in a sad mm-hmm. way um yeah and i think that uh, throughout that, like Sam, in those six episodes, proved himself the successor to Captain America, like especially right away uh, when he was he's like, I want to go in there, I want to talk to Carly, I want to talk her down. That scene, mm-hmm. even though it's like, it's like a, a kind of an old storytelling trope, it's like you know it's all gonna fall apart, but I, right. <laughs> you know, but I love <laughs> him going in, and he had those moments with her where he was like that close to getting through to her. And then, of yep. course, John Walker, you know, ruined it. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. Mm-hmm. But, again, you know, showing the legacy of Captain America, how uh, John Walker, who I, I don't I don't think he, I, if I remember correctly, I don't think he ever actually met Steve Rogers. I don't think he ever had any interaction with Captain America. No, I, don't, I, I, think, I think he said that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's like he's living up to what he thinks is the public persona of Captain America versus Sam Wilson, who personally right. knew him and mm-hmm. knew what that meant to be Captain America. And yep. those two men have two completely different thought processes. And mm-hmm. I love that, you know, when Walker's talking to his friend Lamar and he says, would you take the super soldier serum? And Lamar's like, hell yeah, I would. Um, right. And it just shows that they don't, underst- they don't understand what that really means. You know, and, it, and it, mm-hmm. that scene where Walker and Lamar are talking about it made me think of Stanley Tucci, where he said, you know, it's like, the serum just enhances what's already there, you know, it's like, and then, you know, when Tucci, you know, gets killed and he just points at Steve's heart, you know, just, you know, basically saying, you yeah. know, be a good man. It's such a heartbreaking thing. Um, but at the same time, it's like, it's a good point. It, 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 thank you. <laughs> it, you <laughs> well, know. no, because they're, they're like the flip, they're like the flipped opposites of it, right? Because yep. where it's for Steve, it was that pivotal moment to embrace the serum. In yep. John Walker's case, with Lamar dying, it was, you know, he became the worst version of himself yep. in the process. Yeah. Yeah. It and and I like and it's sort of the same way with with Carly, you know, where she just didn't, um, she didn't understand what it meant, and and I loved and I loved Sam's speech at the end. You know, it was it was such a Captain America moment, right, where he goes, yep. you know, you're calling her a terrorist. But nobody's asking why. Why was she doing these things? Yeah. And that moment really made me sit back in my chair and and and, and think about stuff for a minute. You know, it's like, what yeah. a great point. You know, and something so poignant happening in you know what's supposed to just be some like popcorn entertainment. You know, we're getting like real mm-hmm. social issues, and having a black man as Captain America looking at us, the audience, and saying, 
nobody's asking why you know like you yeah let's think about how we are labeling these people and it was just mm. so like like wow and that's the kind of thing i think we we need nowadays you know like mm. not that we not that i want like all these like you know comic book movies and tv shows to be preaching um because i don't right. think it's necessarily doing that as much as much as it's just it is entertainment it is fun you know there's awesome action scenes like mm. falcon you know with the, the shield and everything is freaking yeah. amazing <laughs> no yeah no it, i i said it you know i i give me all the anthony mack in the mc because i can't wait to see that guy yep. going forward I, I think i think he's really gonna be great in the next cap and you know it's it just i'm trying to think you know it's 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 such a it's it was such a layered performance just by by Mackie, you know just in general but i mean i'm eager to see where they just where, where they take it even further you know and, and not to kind of dive off falcon and winter soldier but you know another reason why i love just captain america in this movie specifically is the score yeah i think it's alan silvestri who, who did this score mm-hmm. he's done some pretty great great stuff but i mean it's me personally, and I hope people don't disagree with this, but you know, I put that up there with like you know John Williams' Superman theme, man. Oh yeah. His Star Wars theme, and Danny Elfman's Batman theme, and Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy theme. Because yep. it's now when I think of Captain America, I think of this theme. Yep. And anytime you can establish that, you're good in my book. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think that what you know, and and you know, and that's such a, it's such a rare thing nowadays for like the music to be memorable as as much as it was mm-hmm. back in like the 70s and 80s because you know everybody knows the jaws theme whether you've seen the movie or not right you mm-hmm. know so so you hear that you immediately know like what's up like oh okay i got it you know like the yeah. psycho theme everybody knows that even if you haven't seen the film um and i think that the more recent avengers movies and and, and the alan Silvestri with his cap theme you know they really you know it elevates the material it elevates the film mm-hmm. and and i like that there's hints of it throughout uh falcon and winter soldier yep and you know and i'm and i'm excited to see what they do next because i think that they can only in my mind you know and i could be wrong obviously we've seen this happen before but it's like <laughs> you know but i think they can really only go up with right. you know you know and no pun intended for falcon <laughs> but uh <laughs> you know nice. getting getting that character like the spotlight to now be Captain America, I think. Um, and I kind of knew that's where the show was going to go. It's like, well, you know, that's where they're going, right? Like, he's going to be Captain America. Um, but to actually see it happen, and not only that, but, like, to have Wakanda be the ones that give him the stuff, I think mm-hmm. was was even better, you know? Yeah. So now he's got, like, vibranium wings and, you know, um, like, the, like you know, and, and, it's, and it's so tragic about Chadwick Boseman because I'm thinking – you know, you're talking about that earlier. I was like, you know, it would have been awesome because it would have been, it probably would have been Chadwick Boseman it, it, as a cameo giving him that suit. Yeah. Like, how cool would that have been? Um, yeah. But I'm also glad that, like, Wakanda was a part of it, you know, because obviously that fits into Bucky's story. Um, which, by the way, I don't mind if they don't call him the White Wolf. Like, I think that's a cool thing that, like, the Wakandans call him. But I don't, right. I don't think I want him called that going forward. No, yeah. Um, Making him a Power Ranger now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, but but it also fits with the themes from the Black Panther film of, you know, Wakanda stepping up into the world. And, and this is their another part of them doing that by giving, you know, Sam Wilson the the chance to be the new Captain America. And it's also fitting that he's Captain America now without the super soldier serum, which, yeah. um, which I was surprised by. Cause I, I guess in the comic books, I, I, I guess he didn't take it in the comic books. If I remember like for, I don't think he did. It was something where like it, it ran out in Steve's system and he turned into an old man, um, mm-hmm. like his actual age from world war two or whatever. Um, I only read some of those comics. Unfortunately, I got to catch up on all that stuff. Right. Even though it's like, you know, 10 years old at this point. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, uh, but I think that, that that said a lot, you know, even even without, because he does mention, he's like, I, I didn't take the serum. And he says earlier, he's talking to Zemo. He said, would you take it? He's like, no, no, of course not. Um, because he doesn't mm-hmm. need it. He's already a great man. He's already right. followed Steve's example. Um, mm-hmm. 
and that you know like you were talking about before that's like in, <laughs> an impossible standard but i think that sam right. has picked up the shield in a very admirable way and i think that steve would be proud of it by not taking mm-hmm. the serum by embracing his cap his falcon identity and being captain america mm-hmm. yeah you know part of me always likes to think that i guess steve in a way was just a patriot in a sense too like you know I don't know, maybe he gave Sam the shield because he, he knew, like, what would happen if he gave it to him, yep. you know? Like, maybe he was just that person that knew if I hand it off to a black man, maybe that kind of changes the perception of America, whereas if I hand it off to Bucky, you know, who knows what would happen? But right. it's, you know, I, I love the dichotomy of, like, the decision of that, too. Like, obviously, I'm sure Kevin Foggy wasn't thinking of this Nick Zanuck guy that, that just thinks of, like, huh, he's going to give it to a black man. And a black man's gonna carry the shield, and then and then they're gonna give a six episode arc of Sam <laughs> declining the shield, right. and then and then he's gonna get it back at the end of the sixth episode. I just you know I just part of me likes to think that you know it's almost like Batman always has a plan, he always has a you know a reason behind what he does, why he does what he does. I right. think that's what I think Steve kind of knew that by giving Sam the shield, that you know he he would he would step up, he would step up. It might have taken him a while. Yeah do it but, but you know it's america needed a change and i think steve kind of saw that by especially at the end of winter soldier he saw that yeah yeah for sure um and i think you know and i think that that the show taking its time with that and having that slow burn getting back up to um sam realizing that he should have taken the shield and but I think that Sam needed to take the shield on his own terms, you know, where yeah. like Steve giving it to him is one thing. And he was, you know, he says in Endgame, he's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm honored. Thank you. Um, but I think it's great that he had to come to terms with it and see, you know, like the flag smashers, you know, and even, you know, in a weird way, have Zemo be kind of like in his ear yeah. about it, um, mm-hmm. uh, which was, uh, which, by the way, that character, you know, just real quick on him, like that characterization, like. Um, I love I loved him throughout the show, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, I was yeah like, like you know, he he was sort of a I don't want to say an antihero because he wasn't, but he was not quite the villain, uh, mm-hmm. and I kind of like that. Although I would have loved a more traditional Zemo because I love Zemo from the comic books, but I do love what they did with the character and Daniel Brühl is a, a brilliant actor, um, so I think that they did a, a great job with him throughout the show. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but having everybody in Sam's ear kind of saying, you know, you should, you know, you should have taken the shield. You should have done this. You should have done that. It, mm. I think it was good for Sam to make that decision on his own, especially after yeah. talking to I- Isaiah Bradley, where he was very much like, no, you're wrong. Like maybe yeah. that, that's how it was in your day. It's not how it is now. Right. Um, and I think that that was, that was perfect. And he, you know, stood up for the legacy of Captain America, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Completely, I completely agree with you, one hundred percent. Well, man, th- this has been this has been a ton of fun, you know, revisiting this stuff with you. Um, Absolutely. And you know, it. I mean, it's always great getting to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, we talk on social media, and um, it's a, uh, you know, so so glad that you know we we've uh, our paths have crossed in this way. Um, you're always welcome on the show. Um, oh, thank you. And, Likewise, on mine. Oh well, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> And uh, so if people are looking for you out there in the in the social media world, where, where can they find you? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Zeddyis because at the end of the day, I'm whatever Twitter needs me to be. You guys can follow me. You guys can follow uh, follow me and talk to and hear me. Oh, there you go. I can speak. Uh, you guys can follow <laughs> the show that I co-host at Vigilante1939. Uh, you can find us anywhere, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, et cetera. Um, and you can read all my film and TV reviews over at www.letsgopodcast.com. JJ, thank you so much again for having me on. I not like I said, you know, not that I ever really needed an, an excuse to watch this underrated gem of a movie, but <laughs> I don't get to talk about too much Marvel these days. Usually, I'm always kind of talking about DC. Uh, so it's it's always great to kind of dive into something outside of DC that I really love. So thank you. Well, you're uh, you're. You're welcome, and it was it was you know, the pleasure is all mine, uh, you know. But then again, you know, your podcast is called Vigilante 1939, so of course yeah. you're a little shoehorned right in there. Sure, <laughs> but uh, but you know, it's um, you know we've talked, you know, I was on your show, we talked about Wandavision, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. and you know, it's like it's to me, it's it, you know, in a way, it's it's all the same, 
right? You mm-hmm. know, it's like we're, we're just talking about the stuff we love. And that's yeah. why, like, I, I love listening to your show. You know, I love talking oh, to you guys you. privately even because it's like, you know, we're, we're just talking about the stuff we love. Like, you yeah. know, if we didn't like it, we'd be wasting everybody's time, you know. Right. So it's it's mm-hmm. better that, you know, we get to sit here and have a good time. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and in that regards, in terms of stuff that we're talking about that we love, I will end with, I could do it all day, or I could do this all day. I already ruined it. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> I ruined your legacy. <laughs> all right, folks, we are signing off. Uh, thanks so much, Zeddy. You know, we'll see you soon, buddy. And, uh, and to all of you out there, you can do this all day by subscribing to the podcast. There we go. That's it. <laughs>